Welcome to the Man Child Chronicles podcast, where four friends talk entertainment, fatherhood, and sports, all with sarcasm, comedic timing, and a healthy dose of toxic masculinity. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Hey, welcome in, cronies. Welcome to the Man Child Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm here with my three best friends, Michael, Jay, and John. And today, we got a draft of the best movie plot twists. So stick around. You know, boys, it is my favorite time of year when Starbucks brings out... Arbor Day! Yes, Arbor Day. (laughs) It's definitely Arbor Day. For tomorrow, let it grow. But I also like... Starbucks when they come out with the pumpkin spice latte. It is fantastic. Oh. I love it. My wife drives one to me at work. It's the only time she ever visits me at work. <laughs> it is great. Do you guys uh, anything in the fall you like when it comes out besides football and drinking beer? That's I do that as well. All so, true confession, I've never had a pumpkin spice latte. Oh my goodness! True oh, confession. Shame. True confession. Yeah. Can, can I've you, never had one either. Oh, can, can can you describe it to us? Like, can you give us like a? Have you ever had a pumpkin pie? Like a yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, imagine everything oh. pumpkin. So this is also I. I am a basic white girl when it comes to this time of year. I like my hoodie and I like my pumpkin spice. Uh, we Do you have the, the pumpkin- Han Solo boots too? <laughs> I don't. I should definitely invest. I get the pumpkin spice donuts, the pumpkin spice cinnamon rolls, pumpkin spice coffee, cookies, cake, bread, you name it. We get it. I love this time of year. Mm-hmm. But then I just don't want a pumpkin pie. I have too much pumpkin. No, you can have too much pumpkin. You you just can't have too much pumpkin. Does your my, does your wife make pumpkin bars with like the cream trees uh frosting? Oh, yes. Oh, man, those are good. Absolutely. Where where does the pumpkin filling come from? Who cares? It (laughs) tastes like pumpkin. It's good. It doesn't doesn't come from a pumpkin, how does it taste like a pumpkin? I think you can make it from a pumpkin. Have you guys uh, watched uh, Peacemaker yet? Yeah. The big big creature at the end? That's where it comes from. Oh, (laughs) You know, I'm glad you brought up uh, hoodies, Jay, because as a, how do I say it, not the most fit person in the world. As a large man, yep. I Mm -hmm. love wearing hoodies. Amen. It makes me feel very comfortable. I am very comfortable. And it's just a good good look for a big guy. I am I am glad we are done with hot boy summer because it is dad bod fall. Mm-hmm. It's dad bod winter, baby. We are in business now. My favorite <laughs> part about fall is I don't have to go outside and just start immediately sweating for doing yeah. nothing. <laughs> like I'm gonna go take the trash out and then I come in just soaked head to toe. So I'm <laughs> my wife. What did you do? I walked ten <laughs> steps and put the trash out. It was heavy this week. Yeah. So I live uh, I live in Texas. And it's pretty, pretty warm. And like, I think it was yesterday morning, like every day before I walk out into the garage, 
like I brace for impact because it's like, I just know. And even just like John said, even in that 15 seconds, it takes to walk through the garage, out the door to get to my car. uh, Like I'm just, it's sticky and like, it's, it's not good. And I think it was yesterday morning I walked out and I braced for impact and I squinted real hard and I opened the door and I walked out and I was like, Oh, Oh, it's nice out here. What and is so this? the winds of change are upon is us. Is it okay to breathe? <laughs> I I feel like now I know why you watch The Martian so much because you're trying to pick up tips from Mark Watney and how he has to brace himself before going into the Mars environment. I get it now. It yep, all yep. makes sense. Yep. Me and Mark Watney know what's up. Mike's in the backyard trying to grow potatoes just like Mark Watney did. If he could do this without oxygen, why can't I do it with oxygen? What is going on? The Martian potato growing kit available at all Bed Bath & Beyonds right in the neighborhood. (laughs) Other than that, I mean, my wife takes the kids to a lot of like apple picking, pumpkin patches, corn mazes, whatever, you know, type of activity I guess you like to do. Because there's nothing like going to a produce farm and working for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> one one year, my uh, in- in-laws came up, and they came up on a opening weekend of the NFL, and my wife wanted to go to like a punk- pumpkin patch corn maze thing, and so they're all planning on going to that, and I'm like, uh-uh, I'm watching <laughs> football today. You picked a bad day. And Let's just say that was a few years ago, and she has not forgotten about that. <laughs> and holds it above my head. That one still gets brought up in the when you're deep in the argument. You actually mm-hmm. have her against the. Oh yeah, well, you're arguing yep. with the wife. You have her backed up. She's in the corner, and then she remembers that from three years ago. Yep, that's good. And it, and the funny thing is, it would probably be easier if the wives would just leave us over stuff like that, but they cling mm-hmm. to us through those moments. And you know what like doesn't help with that? <laughs> Facebook memories do not help with that. No, they do not. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, three years ago, I went to this pumpkin patch with my parents, and there's no Oh, I didn't know it was betrayal day do again. You? Look at that. Do you remember why you couldn't make that? Were you working that day? No. Oh, oh that was the day you were in the hospital. Oh. No. Oh, that was the day you got into the car wreck. No. No. Oh, it was the day you decided to stay home and watch football instead uh. of spending time with your family. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Thank you, Facebook and Facebook memories for always being up to date and timely. You know, uh, I'm from South Dakota, so a nice memory I like. And if I ever have a chance to go back in the fall, which I did a couple years ago, one of the one of the best fall traditions in South Dakota is pheasant hunting. Mm. Always hits mid October. We go out with the boys, get our limit, and you get three birds, get a big group of guys, go shoot a bunch of guns, and then you go back in, drink beer, have chili and cinnamon mm. rolls. Mm. It is the best time. Pumpkin spice cinnamon rolls. They would, would yeah. they would be now. They would be now. I'm surprised you guys aren't talking about like going to a bunch of Oktoberfest or anything like that. Do do any people. do anything like that? No, I don't like people, John. So I don't. No, I don't like people either. I know that uh, when the fall would hit, um, something my dad made the family do for several years. We used to live in um, Central Missouri, and there was a. Uh, there was a back road that you would take to this small town called Herman. And, uh, it was Mm -hmm. a two lane, 
back road and you'd go through all these Ozarkian hills and you'd see just hundreds of acres of trees changing color. And then Herman is a, uh, is a, uh, a German, uh, used to be like a German settlement or like a German based town or whatever. So during the fall, they would have, you know, different festivals and stuff down there mm-hmm. where there would be like cookies and beers and all kinds of fun stuff. We, we dreaded, uh, the drive, but when it was all said and done, we, we enjoyed it and it was cool to see all the trees change colors and, um, get down there with all the, uh, kind of the cool little festivals and niche things going on. Yeah, I remember growing up, the in central Missouri, they always had the Hartsburg pumpkin oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah, pumpkin yeah, patch, yeah. whatever it was called. And it was huge. Like, yep. That whole town, I think, survived its economy off of that pumpkin <laughs> that festival was, or whatever it was. Those three <laughs> like, weeks is, was uh-huh. their, is their hibernation for the whole, the, you know, yep, stocking like food that. for the whole year. You would always walk around and be like, wow, how does this, how do these little restaurants stay open and blah, blah, blah. It was probably just those three days or weeks or whatever it was. But I remember as a kid, they used to have the uh, hay mazes where... They would stack up a bunch of hay and have a yep. maze on the inside. It would just be pitch black and pure chaos, and yep. I hated that. I hated that. Did you ever push one of the walls over? I did. I, <laughs> no, but I never thought like that. I think I was just ah! crying. I think I was just crying, ho- holding on to Jay's ankle, yeah. hoping it's Jay, and he's yeah. leading my way out. So was that more embarrassing, or was it more embarrassing me clinging to your shirt in the haunted house we went through? <laughs> oh, I've been waiting for Halloween so we can get into that story, Mike. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that. I was going to ask, Mike, could you? do that hay thing because i felt like your claustrophobia no wonder you took a wall down you said nope i can't do this no more uh no like a hay thing i probably could like i don't know if you guys ever did this but i know when i was growing up like the churches would have their like fall fests or whatever Mm -hmm. and they would do these box mazes where they would take you know like 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 literally hundreds and hundreds of refrigerator boxes they would tape them together and make a maze so you get on your down on your hands and knees it's not stand up it's you got to crawl and I mean, it's just pitch black and you just literally have to feel your way. And every year there would be somebody that would like, they'd create like trap doors or something to where you'd get stuck in this room and you couldn't oh, feel like your man. way to get out. And every year somebody would like freak out because there's no ventilation in there. So like it's hot and muggy and the air gets all <laughs> thick and somebody would always bust out the top and be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I was going to die in there. And so then they would suing. send in somebody with a map or whatever and go find that spot and they'd tape it up with another piece of cardboard. All right, kids, go back in. Go back in. Pull out their Swiss Army knife. They're just poking holes on top of it. Air, air, I need air. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, I think I could probably do the hay, the hay mazes because they're, they're, uh, they're a little more breathable. All right, boys, let's play a new game. Called a million dollars, but all right, pretty simple game. You get a set dollar amount of money for a lump sum or a period of time, but there's always a catch to it. So you have to decide you can take the money. And with that catch, or are you good? So, 
You know, it. I had never even heard of this, and so when you had texted it, I was like, man, that's a really unique idea. Like, I've never heard of it, and so when I Googled it, all of a sudden I saw there was even a TV show of this <laughs> where it was a million dollars, but, and so then as they would talk about it, it would play like a, kind of like a sketch comedy show where they had recorded, you know, what it would be like to have taken the money but then have to live with the consequences and... uh pretty funny some of the bits were uh pretty good but it, it only went for like four seasons but i i just i thought that was really unique hmm. so i'll start it off here so here's your scenario you can get a hundred thousand dollars a year for 20 straight years but for those 20 years anywhere you are if there is a door you have to slam it as hard as you can for 20 years straight is, uh, Any door you walk by, you have to take that door and just slam it oh, as so hard as you can. So any door, not even doors, you're just coming like using. If you just if walk you're walking by a, door, by a door that's shut, you have to open it and slam it. I'm I'm taking that money, and I'm going to build money. me a custom home that doesn't have doors. I'll tell you that. But when I get into the real world, people are just going to be like, "That guy is crazy aggressive. He's got some issues, man. He I'll just is act crazy like I have severe OSD or OCD. <laughs> OCD. Yeah, I'm like OSB. I'm trying. To, like, what kind of wood is that? I'm trying to think. Is that here. a three quarter or a half? You got that half inch OSB severe, back there. I, I don't want that way. For OCD, board. I, want, I want the old OBS. Like I want the OBS. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine get your wife like, hey, we got invited to someone's party tonight. Okay, I'll be <laughs> your first oh. entrance. Hey, everybody. Well, <laughs> we're here. Who invited this guy. Uh, the last time a... my wife ever invites me anywhere. I'm definitely Can... taking that money now. That oh, I that's a that. solid oak door. Close, <laughs> cover your ears, folks. <laughs> Can we just keep the party outside, please? Like, don't let me go by doors, please. I am going to say I would not do it. Ooh. Yeah, you're like 100,000 a year? Mike's line of work would be hilarious. <laughs> Mainly because I would, if I went anywhere, I would not be able to actually go do anything because if it's every door I walk by, I was, I'd never get anything done. I'd never be able to enjoy the money. I'd never, I mean, like, I just, you couldn't do anything. You get a really good workout with your pecs and delts, though, slamming yeah. all them doors, Mike. Yep. yep. I, would, yep. I would move to a beach and just relax. That it's was a pretty a, good. It's almost oh. a perfect thing if you don't like people because nobody will want to be around you because they, <laughs> they know you're just going <laughs> to slam every door. All right, right. so. I've I've got a I think I got a pretty good one. I had to do some math for this one to figure it out. But you get a million dollars. But for every dollar you spend, you lose one micrometer of height. By the How end of by the end of spending that million dollars, you would lose a total of three feet three inches. Let me Are you this. taking the money? Does this pass? What if I'm good at saving it? Does it pass on to whoever you leave the money to? Losing that height. Let's say yes, no matter what. So how much you total, have, do you, if you spend a million, how much do you... Three do you feet, lose? three inches. Oh, 
three feet three inches. It's so a micrometer. Five hundred thousand of that. I'd be a, a, I don't know what the proper term is. One but and I'd be a little feet. person when that was be done. Um, I will. I will not take the million dollars if that is the case. I will take it because I will put it into an investment account and live off the dividends, which would be roughly $30,000 a year, and I would not spend any of the million. Mm. That's a thought. That's a thought. That's, that's a thought process that I had as well when I came I'm, up with this. I'm very tall. I'm like six foot six, six seven, so I'll take the million. <laughs> I will probably spend half of it, only lose about a foot and a half in height, and still be like, you know, still living good. I was just, I was just thinking though, if once you start spending it, you're gonna have to start buying new clothes, and when you buy new clothes, you start losing <laughs> inches again. You just, it's just a never-ending cycle. It's a conundrum. Of buying clothes and drinking. That's I will just it. pretend to be homeless and like get my clothes, you know, from donation places. So does that like mean that. you have to jump sizes? So if you buy clothes, you would have to go like two sizes down to compensate for the micrometers that you're about ready to be, probably upon <laughs> checkout. Can it was pretty funny. Meters the other way. Try, <laughs> Ryan. Just go try it on. I can't. Help <laughs> <laughs> nope, me. I was really trying to. So I was like, "Well, what's like a million millimeters?" And I was like, "Oh, that's still way too tall." It's like, "Oh my goodness!" So then I was like, "What's smaller than a millimeter?" And it it went micrometer. And I was like, "Okay, I'll do that. Perfect." I think you have to preface this game too. Like you can't invest. That's that's out of the question. There's no investing. And doing all that because everything you do, you could just invest it. Hmm. I would think. You got, yeah, you got to take the punishment, Mike. I'm trying to find loopholes, Mike. I would buy a giant million dollar house and then be very tiny and then even <laughs> bigger. I'm I'm already the shortest in this group, so I I would have to change my answer to no. Then yeah, get it, John. Get it built so it fits you as a small person. Yep. It'll, it'll just be this huge house. I'll just be a little tiny John running around. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> hey, all I know is that there are plenty of people that live quite happily, you know, at about three foot tall. So, you know, I feel like I'll take the money, lose three feet. I don't care. Whatever. Okay. Anybody else got any more? I got a whole bunch of them. Oh, yeah. yeah I, have, I have more. I got, I got, I got one. one. You got one, Mike? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> The original, so I, 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 I found this one on the internet. I thought it was interesting. It says a million dollars, but I think that's too high of a number. I'm going to make it a little more competitive. Um, for $75,000 a year, every time you fall asleep and wake up, a random person will be spooning you. For context, the person does not know why they're there. You and the person have to deal with the situation for $75,000 a year. Seventy five dollars ain't enough. Can we tell them why they're spooning me? Because I get $75,000 a year? Or no, that's off the I table. Mean, you have to try. I mean, it'd be like 50, 50 first dates every morning. You have to try to at least explain to that person who has no idea why they're there. I mean, so John would make a tape like Adam Sandler does. Just, uh, don't freak out. Just watch this clip video. <laughs> just watch this clip. Put your finger, be, finger over the mouth. I mean, shh, don't, you say don't for a whole out. year, it has to be. I mean, that would be 
365 awkward goodbyes every morning to that person. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Now, dude, not for 75000 If it's a million dollars, I would do it. It could be like Margot Robbie one morning for all it we could. know. Like, I mean, mathematically, eventually. Win, win. I'm never falling asleep again. Yeah. Margot Robbie spooning me. Oh, hey, Jamie. How's it going? I was going to say, like, that's a great way for Margot Robbie to get a black eye. That's all yes. I'm going to say. Exactly. My wife is very protective. I'm getting 75 grand a year for this. But it won't I, be. It's going to be, you know, someone that looks like Ryan, John. Big, big <laughs> Bubba. Time. Big Bubba. I'm going to... I feel like I'll die really quickly if this happens, so I'm not going to take the money. All right. I got one. A million? You'll get a million dollars, but every time you go through a drive through or a store, you have to round up your change to donate to the charity they are promoting. After collecting the receipt, you will step away and wait for them to begin interacting with the next customer. Then you will have to rudely interrupt them, slamming your receipt on the counter and then immediately demanding a refund on your donation and cause a huge scene calling the worker a liar and a thief. You cannot leave this business till you get that refund. Are the police come to escort you out? That's so good. Oh, man. And that's every time I go to a fast food restaurant? That's any time you go to a place of business where they ask you to round up for charity. I'm taking that. I Is that for it. the rest of your life? Or just rest of your life. Ooh, Is it man. one time million dollars or million dollars a year? One, one time, time million dollars. Oh, time for the rest of my dollars. life for a million dollars? For the rest of your life. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. It's a million dollars. Like, <laughs> John, how long did you sit there and you came up with that? That is fantastic. Oh, I my got, gosh. I got another part for this one if you want it. Go for it. R for $5,000 a month for 10 years. So, five grand a month for 10 years before you purchase anything at a store, restaurant, online, or any place of business, you have to demand an upfront discount. And you cannot purchase it until that discount is given. Oh, that's oh. Im- that's probably impossible. I'm taking the million. Million? <laughs> yep. Ryan, they're gonna be like, Sir, did you wanna, you know, donate your change to the yes, to I the deal? Yeah, I do. <laughs> For the Children's Miracle Network? Yes. I would and then like you to step help away. Buggers out. And then when the next person steps up, you have to be like, you're a thief and a liar. You put this on here and I did not ask for it. I'm just going to act like a crazy person. I just don't know if it's like easy where they'll just refund your money or what would happen. I don't either. That's (laughs) crazy to me. Um, But it's a million dollars, so I'm definitely going to have to take the million. I just, I'm going to have, I feel like. I can have my wife scout it out. Like, is that how that place is? Like, I'm not going in if it is. I don't want to go into those places. <laughs> I, I don't want to go in. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, I got I got one here for you. One billion dollars. One billion dollars. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Taking but it. you lose all your memories and you wake up somewhere in Germany. Oh, Take it. I know I have a billion dollars, though. 
Yep, you wake up, you have a billion dollars. I don't you care don't know who you prison, are. Germany, anything you about you that you wake up in Germany. So am I? Am, am I Jason Bourne? Jason <laughs> Bourne. <laughs> oh my God, that's Jason Bourne. <laughs> so I mean, you, your family's gone. <laughs> they think you just died or something because you're missing. If I don't remember them, I won't miss them. If I don't remember them, I won't miss them. I'm taking a billion dollars. It's like I wake up in an alley in Germany or wherever in Germany. I pull out a bank receipt and a bank card that's like, you have a billion dollars. Good enough for me. I'll go figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) But at the end of the day, John, a billion dollars won't bring you happiness. Have you ever Uh, rode on a jet ski, (laughs) Jim? I can buy a lot of jet skis with a billion dollars. Then once I'm bored with those, I can buy a lot of ETVs, UTVs. And once I'm bored with those, I can buy a yacht. And once I'm bored with a yacht airplane. And then once I'm bored with that airplane, I can probably pitch in on a sports team and join in on ownership there. billion dollars can bring you a lot of happiness. I will not take the money. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. Wow. I feel like you it's can- a loaded question because... I feel like I don't. I don't feel like I can answer honestly since this is going to be publicly distributed. <laughs> um, Can't miss what you don't remember, guys. <laughs> <It's> terrible, <laughs> so bad. All right, I got. I, I, I got one for you. This might be John's last podcast. <laughs> we like to take this time to remember. In the arms of the angels. Um, all right, I got one for you. A million dollars. A million dollars. But you have to survive an eight-hour shift as a Los Santos police officer in a random GTA 5 <laughs> online session. Online? <laughs> online session? Online. Oh. oh. <laughs> If I die, do I just lose? Like, or do I die? Die? No, you just lose. You just lose. I'm gonna try. Yeah, you have to try. (laughs) You have to try. Is that like eight hours? Eight hours or like eight hours GTA time? No, no, no. Eight hours. Eight hours. Yeah, eight hours. Eight hours. And but it's gonna hurt like everything does. You're gonna feel (laughs) like everything does. It's the full experience. But if you lose, it's nothing, and you just went through pain. Yeah, so it's honestly, like, it's like it, it would be pretty day. cool to go through. Honestly, it'd yeah. be pretty cool to go through. It would be. It would like, be. It'd be worth it just to try. Even it. if I lose and feel like I fell off a skyscraper or whatever happened, you know, like it would be cool to tell my family that I don't remember that it happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh you my guys, goodness! You guys want one that'll get you in trouble with your wives, or one that won't? Bring it on. I play this safe just so we are we are all clear. <laughs> all right. For a million dollars, every time your wife tells you she loves you, you have to turn away and walk away, slowly shaking your head in disgust. You can no longer show her any affection whatsoever for a million dollars. Or for five thousand oh, I was gonna say I'm already or at for that point, five thousand so a month. <laughs> I already got a million then. 
or your second option for 5000 a month for over 10 years, you have to be overly affectionate with your spouse, kissing them every time you see them, hugging them every time you see her, holding their hand anytime you're right next to them, and always saying, I love you before ending the conversation with them. That's, that's what I always, that's what I already do. So 5000 a month is mine, baby. You say 5000 a month for the rest of your life? For the rest, 5000 a month for over 10 years. You have to be overly affectionate. Or if a million dollars up front, you show no affection so for the rest of your life. thousand dollars for 10 years or a mm-hmm. million to do so, what I'm already doing. So I'll take a million. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Well, I'm not getting in trouble either because my wife knows. <laughs> and when I asked my wife that question earlier, she said, well, if you just know know your husband, then you already know that's what it is. And you won't be <laughs> You won't be surprised by it. <laughs> My wife will be happy to have that million dollars. And I'll be happy to have the 5000 a month. Mike, you didn't pick. You didn't care. Um, Too easy. Five grand. I'm already a good husband. Take the easy money. Hold he on, called man. himself a good husband. Let me do my math here real quick because I forgot what the scheme ought to be. Oh, yeah. For $137 a day for a year, comes out to be about $50,000. So you get $137 a day for the rest of your life, but you have to wear an eye patch and talk like a pirate for the rest of your life. Yeah. Absolutely. Arg. <laughs> I'm Pirate Steve. I was getting ready to say. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Dodgeball the other night. Like I have maybe the blueprint that's what, on how maybe to do that's this. what happened. And that's why he does it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's like a local pirate restaurant that pays him $137 a day. I'd Dude, it was for less money. Man, I told <laughs> I totally forgot at the end of that movie where he was not acting like a pirate anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like, "But if you're not a pirate, who am I going to split this treasure chest with?" And he goes, Gar! <laughs> Gar! <laughs> "Peter." <laughs> so funny. I Here, I I have I, I'm trying to find one that you guys will say no on. And a lot of you said no for the my height thing. So here we go with another one. You get a million dollars, but you can never travel again. I will let you and your spouse pick the town or city that you want to live in. You can never travel outside of that city again. For nothing? No reason at all? No, you can never travel again, bud. If I get to pick where I live. But you can pick the city. I will let you pick your city. Now, if you say Los yes. Los Santos it is, baby. If you say yes, I want to know what city you chose, and you can never leave it again. No matter what. Funerals, nothing. You can never so leave. Even, even your kids grow up and there's an emergency and they need you. Sorry. They know the drill. I daddy can't leave. Oh, it would be better if they didn't know the drill. No, I just want to be clear. <laughs> That's I terrible. Sorry, I can't. I just can't. Sorry, Sorry Daddy's I just can't. a millionaire. Click. You don't understand. I can't. Click. I can't. You said it's for a million every year or just a million? That's you, it. You get one. This game was a million dollars, but so that's how I yeah. drew. That's how I played it. You get one million dollars. <sighs> I'm not going to take the million on that one. If it was annually? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would no, yeah. Yep. But for just a million? Nope. 
I got to give half of that up in taxes. in America. Dude, I was like, what's the best city in Hawaii? (laughs) Like Honolulu. I'm like, that would, I think, be perfect. I don't know what the problem is. It has everything I need. city in America. There's a lot of That would be really hard for me to say yes to, but... I feel like, I feel like if you pick Los Angeles, it's so big and spread out. You know, you got Malibu. So, do you have to pick Malibu, or do you pick Los Angeles and you get all those smaller cities that make the Los Angeles? Well, I mean, Los Angeles is a city. I'm, I'm going to pick like Maui or Oahu or something. I'm going to Hawaii. If I, if I'm I going to Hawaii. Do. Yep, that's so, what I. It's the first thing I looked up. It's perfect weather every day, all year there. See, I'm going to be smarter though. I'm going to try to find a cheaper place to live because I feel like you're. A million bucks is going to get you. You said nice Los Angeles. I know. You but then I was just thinking. <laughs> that's probably. Then I was just thinking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then I was just thinking. You million bucks, you won't get that probably nice of a house in Los Angeles. No. So, you want to pick somewhere where it's smarter to live, where you can get a house that's like your vacation. So John picked a random city in Kansas. Perfect. <laughs> Wichita. Never can leave Wichita, Kansas. Have you ever is. looked up houses in Wichita, Kansas? Dude. My gosh, <laughs> you can get a mini mansion with a pool for like three hundred grand. It's amazing. I am. I'm going to take the million bucks and I'm moving to Wichita. <laughs> John's so pumped right now. <laughs> Wichita. Those houses are amazing out there. Uh, if you're listening to this Wichita, I'd like you to be a sponsor in the Manchild Chronicles. Anybody got any more? All right, uh, um, you'll get a million dollars. But every time you go to the bathroom, you can't wipe nor clean yourself or wash your hands. Ooh, man. <laughs> or, or you can take $5,000 a month for 10 years, but you have to go to the bathroom standing up no matter what. If it's a one or a two, you're standing. Do I get like spread my legs at least? Squat while I'm standing? Nope. Straight vertical. <laughs> that makes I, no I would sense. take that. I would take that. The straight I can, ma- ver- I can I, make that work. I'm gonna have to like build a little. I platform. do that now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> can I use my hands to spread my cheeks? Yes. Okay, I'll take the five thousand. Come on. The other Dude, one, just no way. The, yeah, the, too uncomfortable. It's so. Uh, I couldn't take a million dollars and then never be able to be hygienically sound again that's just horrible <laughs> but i don't i don't know maybe you guys have better poops than i do but i have some pretty nasty ones like if i have to stand it's gonna make a big mess i'm also like six foot so i'm at a disadvantage <laughs> there that's it's reaching terminal <laughs> velocity before it gets there <laughs> it is but if i'm getting an extra five thousand dollars a month i think i can pay somebody Two thousand a month to clean up after me <laughs> <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so I'm netting three thousand dollars profit there. Welcome to my home. Clean the bathroom first, please. <laughs> <laughs> I need you here daily to get this done. All right, you guys want to do draft now? It's draft time. It's draft time. All right, today we're doing the best 
movie plot twist. You watching a movie? La da da. I'm watching a movie. Oh, this movie's going great. I know exactly how it's going. What just happened? That's what we're doing today. Mike, what is the draft order? The order is four, one, two, three. Oh, thank God. I got yes, I go first. Six. I think I went last last time, but Where that's fine. I? I'm three. Yep. All right. Jay, Jay, Ryan, me, Mike. Jay, Ryan, yes. Jay, you are first on the clock. What is the 101? I there is like a, a very yes. clear 101. There is a very, very clear, clear 101. 101. It, I'm so excited to be able to watch this with my kids one day. Because I know they don't know the plot twist. But everyone else in the world does. Um, I mean, seriously, when Bruce Willis was dead at the end of Sixth Sense, I in my pants. <laughs> Just a heads up to our listeners: If you have not watched movies, spoilers are ahead. Oh yeah, Spo- a lot of spoilers. And spoilers, if you these movies, shame on you. Spoilers are ahead. But yeah, when Lonely Island throws that little tagline in that uh, very raunchy song, uh, you you know that's the one hundred and one. Um, that twist, I blew- I would not call that the one hundred and one. Really, mm-hmm. I would. Oh yeah, for sure. I for wouldn't. sure, the sixth sense from M Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Um, Shyamalan. Did you correct me, or was you just joking? Is that really how you say it? His name is Shyamalan. I, that's the first. Okay. We'll just call him M Night. Yeah, all I'm thinking of is Oh, Black Betty Shyamalan. Oh, Black Betty Shyamalan. Shyamalan. <laughs> I'm getting on time with Shyamalan. I'm Black Betty. Anyways, The Sixth Sense. uh, When I was a kid, that literally blew me away. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, I I I remember sitting on in the living room when that twist happened, and like just being totally mind blown. It's one of my, it's one of my all time favorites. Um, I got Katie to watch that. um, I don't know, probably like a decade ago um, when when we were just a, a few years into the marriage, but she did not know about the plot twist. And I was so fun to sit there the whole time. Like, I just can't wait until she finds out. And it, <laughs> it blew her away. Cause mm-hmm. she was like, what is happening? I'm like, I don't know. I told you it's going to be crazy. Uh, so love, yeah. What I love about the sixth sense is every time you watch it, you pick up on something new, either the dialogue, the way he directed it, the way the cinematography was done. Every time you watch it, you pick up on that new clue or that new hint or that new dialogue. And yeah. The dialogue between like Bruce Willis and uh, Haley Joel Osment in there, it's just so freaking good, the way they did it. And and the ending when they're like, oh, it's time to say say goodbye. Will I see, see you again? And then he's like, well, let's just act like we will. And then, you know, you're just thinking it's a psychiatrist saying goodbye to his patient. Yep. Nope. It's a dead guy. (laughs) It's a dead guy. So funny story. That movie, I watched that movie as a kid probably too early. (laughs) And so I have actually not seen it at all in my adult life oh, because there's it. like a weird like little stigma with it not that I'm scared of it but it, it like gives me anxiety 
And so... There's a couple movies on this list that give you anxiety, but yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I should probably watch it again. But uh, but yeah, I've never I've never seen it in my adult life to really grasp the the story of it. So I I feel like I I definitely had watched it way too young. And the part that really creeped me out was when you when you have the first ghost with Haley Joel. Um, Osmond and he turns around as that woman in the kitchen mm-hmm. and she's like freaking out. And I remember being a kid just absolutely terrified mm-hmm. at that scene. Yep. Mike, as an adult, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's okay. The one that did it for me was when all of them showed up in his house and then he ran into his tent, like his safe space. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there was a kid that was like sick or something in oh, there. Yeah. Uh-huh. That one messed me up. Up, I know what you're talking about. Yep. No, you definitely got to re- rewatch it, Mike. And yeah. it's really cool to rewatch it and pick up. Was there a reason I'm waiting for my kids to get a little older? Because I'm not ready to. Have Wasn't them that have only PG-13? Yeah. Oh yeah, but it's way too creepy. Yeah. All right, Ryan, you're on the clock. Um, I was waiting for you guys to finish there. When you were talking about watching people watch it for the first time, wasn't in Fifty First Dates they watched that movie, but Every time that scene came on where they found out that he was a ghost, they always looked at Lucy because they got to see her reaction for the yeah. first time yeah. every time. And she's like, man, I never saw that coming. And they're like, yep, I know. I- Hilarious. Yeah. All right. My- now, I went, the movies I picked here, um, obviously they're plot twists, but I picked movies for me like The Sixth Sense, that when I watched it, I was just like, did not see that coming. Right. And so my first pick, I'm going to go with Fight Club. Oh. I did not see. Yeah. It was see, in my top four. Yeah, I did not see that split personality the, the whole time. I mean, they, they did that good. Like you had no idea that was coming until the end there. So. so I never actually watched Fight Club until I was older. Yeah. Like. Yeah, uh, probably like a junior in high school, I think. And a bunch of people kept talking about Fight Club and how good Fight Club was. And I was like, "Man, what am I missing out on? I guess I should watch this." I hadn't read anything about it, so I watched it, and it blew my mind. Like I, rem- I was sitting alone, and I remember when it happened. Like I'm like mm-hmm. standing up, like what? Like what are you talking about? Like I was just completely blown away with that plot twist. I had no idea it was coming. Yep. John, you're up. I'm going to take probably one of my favorites. Um, uh, this thrilling drama follows two mag- two magicians in a cutthroat competition. Oh, yeah. London's recognition as being the best. It's pure entertainment watching their ongoing duel play out as they each sabotage not just themselves, but their relationships with those they truly love. Your heart's racing all the way up until the epic reveal as how exactly the magicians have been pulling off their magic, and the truth reveals the ultimate sacrifice they both had to endure to perfect the perfect illusion. I'm taking the, the illusionist. Yeah, if you said the illusionist, I was going to lose my mind. <laughs> I am going to take the Prestige by Christopher Nolan and his brother Jonathan. It's just one of the just a great twist. Dude, Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, uh, great cast, um, so good. And yeah, when it turns out 
<clears throat> with Christian Bale, it's like it was such a simple con, mm-hmm. but they took it so far. Yep. A brilliant movie. Really, really messes with your head when you start thinking about it. Even the uh, the the other one cutting off his fingers when the other got injured. Yep. <sighs> just like what you had to do to perfect that illusion and just keep it going. Because not even the... Uh, even not after e- his death, you know? Like, yep. yep. Just mind-blowing. Mike, you're up. <sighs> I am going to go with what I believe is the clear 101. Um, Now, comparatively, it doesn't seem as consequential in modern cinema as it did when it originally came out. But it is by far one of the greatest twists in all of pop culture, and that is the reveal of... uh, Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. That was my 102. Yep. So you're taking Star Wars and Emperor, Emperor, Emperor Strikes Back or Empire Strikes Back. Yep. <clears throat> no, I thought you were talking about Star Wars Episode Eight. <laughs> Rian Johnson is so good. <laughs> Who am I? A nobody. You're nothing. Was a- you're a nobody. That's the twist. Yeah, that was a great <laughs> plot twist. The only reason I didn't take that is because by the time I watched it, I already knew what was going on. Right, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. I what I love about that plot twist is the you know, there's videos of when that was in the movie theater and you hear the everybody gasp. in the movie theater just gasp when that happened. Yep. It was I mean, when you get that in a the movie theater, there's nothing like it. There so. there to my knowledge, there had really not been I mean, there's been a lot of movies, but that was a pretty significant like step in storytelling for cinema at that point in time. Yeah. I would say, like, blockbuster-wise, yeah. Yeah. To pull that off in the blockbuster-type film like that. My favorite thing about that twist, though, is it's generational. Yes. Like, when the Star Wars re-release came out on VHS in 97, I remember my dad buying those movies and, you know, watching it. And then, you know, he gets to watch our reaction to that plot twist happen. Yep, yep, because I watched it as a kid. With our children. And now we get to do those same things with our children. So it's yep. like a plot twist that's just going to keep trickling down generation after generation. Yep. And that's what I think is most, most cool about that twist in that movie. This um, is the first time, I want to throw this out there, this is the first time that my top four is what was picked, top four. So wow. very good job, guys. I'm very happy. Okay, I'm All glad, right. Jay. I'm glad we satisfied you finally. <laughs> no, you bet. I I told it's you Jay's the other world. Day. We're I just love, living in it, dude. I love plot twists. This is great. Um, now from here, I feel like it's just gonna go any which yeah. sideways. Yep. So I've got a lot of good ones on my list. I have a feeling you guys will take most of these. I'm gonna go with an unconventional pick um, because Shocking. I really I really enjoyed this storytelling and then the twist reveal. Um, just because it was very different, um, and it also mixed, um, one of my secret passions, Jay's going to laugh when I say this, it also mixes one of my secret, you know, passions or interests in time travel movies as well. And, uh, I have to go with, uh, Ethan Hawke's predestination. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what that is. What? Is <laughs> there it is, Mike. Not even on my list. Yep. I haven't even heard of it. So don't give it away, because I think Ryan should watch the movie. 
It's a great movie. It's okay. okay. I've never watched it, but I've read about it because it was like a movie that eh, picks my interest, but I'd rather just read about it than watch it. And reading about it, it was like, that's good, but I was still pretty confused reading about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, when you read it, you're like, I still don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I, I did watch it on Mike's recommendation. It's a good movie. It's Ethan Hawke. I was very entertained, but uh, yeah, no, good. No, but it's it's weird. It's weird. It's, it's weird. But it's very, I would call it very original, um, very, very weird. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Predestination. Okay. John? I still have two in my top four, actually, that I have that I've written out, believe it or not. Um, believe it or not, it's one of them? Okay. Believe, believe it, it or not. Ripley's Believe uh, It or Not. So, the next film I'm going to pick here is this film will go down as one of the most famous twist endings of all time. The story starts with the interrogation of Roger Verbal Kent, who is a survivor of a heist gone wrong. The film is told through a series of flashbacks as we watch how a group of criminals, led by their mysterious leader, leader Kaiser Soze, Kaiser Soze, were brought together to carry out the heist. In the end, we learn that Kent is actually the criminal mastermind Kaiser Soze himself, and he created the story by piecing together items he saw in the interrogation room and crafting a story to distract the officer into letting him go. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he never existed. The Usual Suspects will be my next pick. Yeah, so, John, just so you know, that was my number five, so it was just outside my top four. Um, so I had that one as going next. Um, Kevin Spacey in that role was so good. Kevin Spacey made my list a couple times throughout here, but uh, he he just does so good um, in that Interesting, because he, he's on a couple other lists now, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I did not I mention know. actors' names, Jay. I know. It's Kevin Spacey, it is. Saboteur. Saboteur. <laughs> but I noticed going through this he has list, this, he's in a lot of plot twist movies. He has a stutter. Um, he has um, a, a deformed like hand in the movie, mm-hmm. and so and he walks with a gimp or a limp. Yeah. Yep, he has that limp, and so you're watching him throughout the movie, and then towards the end reveal when you see his body loosen up, his hand loosen, his mm-hmm. stutter go away. He lights that cigarette, and you're just like he's just strutting down the sidewalk. Yeah, and you're oh. realizing like, oh my goodness, like it. it People have ripped off that twist now a bunch, like where you look mm-hmm. around the office and you try to find things, and so they've made it into a real big comedy bit. But when that first came out, I think that was like 1995. Um, I mean, that, it, was, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. Okay, okay, it was a good one. I was debating between that one and another one for my next one, so made it easy. Well, for go me. with your other one. Thank you. I'm gonna go with my other one. And I'm going to stick to a theme that I've already got going. I'm going to stick with Brad Pitt, and I'm going to go with Seven, What's in the Box. Dude, Kevin Spacey. There it is again. Kevin Spacey again, man. What's in the box? Uh, What's in the box? box? Didn't see that coming. Uh, Yeah, that was another another good one there. What made it so twisty? What made it a twist ending, Ryan? Kevin Spacey. You didn't know he was the... Right, had, so he he did the the box to get him to kill him for the final sin, and you didn't know you didn't know it was Kevin Spacey, and you didn't, and that was the twist was him killing his wife, which you didn't know 
her head was going to be in the box. So, then, yeah. So, John, if, if you don't know the premise, Seven is about no, the I Seven. The it, okay. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's about the Seven Deadly Sins. Well, the twist is Kevin Spacey him, was number I'm six. I'm him justify his pick, not you. Okay. Oh. Well, well he was envy. he was envy. Yeah, he was envy. So he was number six, and then wrath was number seven, and that was Brad Pitt, and he brutally ends up murdering him. It was it's it's a great yeah. pick. Jay, you got back to back. Boy, I'm excited to go back to back. I am going to go. Um, so I did have seven on my list, but it was down quite a way. So I actually have three other movies in front of it. I can only pick two. So I'm going to go with a horror film, and then I'm going to go with and more of an action film. So for my horror film, the one that really blew me away uh, was a James Wan classic. Uh, super small budget, so well done. It ended up launching one of the on my list. Major, major horror franchises out there. At the end of Saw... When the jigsaw killer stands up in the middle of the room, oh, I man. remember being completely mm-hmm. mind blown. I watched it with John. We were way too young; shouldn't have been watching that movie. And it, but it just blew me away. And you're like, he was in the room the entire time. It. I recommend that movie because people talk about Saw, and I'm like, no, the first Saw is a great. There's movie. hardly any gore in it or yeah, anything. Yeah, it's not even that gory. Like James Wan does such a good I tell people it's more of a thriller than yeah. a horror movie. Yep. It's so well done. Do not mistake it for what the franchise became. That yep. first movie was gold. And the, so I The I, second I, one was also very good. It was more graphic. Not it to the took extent that step. It took the first step. So yeah, it's still uncomfortable, a little visual, nothing like the preceding seventeen movies. But oh one and gosh. two one and two were very, very good with the with one being just a phenomenal yep. and they filmed it all in the same warehouse. Like they filmed it all in one location on this microscopic budget. Oh, I mean, yeah. when you when you look into the background of that movie, I mean, only talent could churn out that movie from how little went into it. Yeah, I I love that first movie. It, it's but it's, it's a terrible, pick. terrible pick. Quit. It is not. <laughs> the next movie, super glad it landed to me. I have to bring it up. Um if you start naming the actors in this movie, it's one of the best, and you guys will know right away what I'm talking about. Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg, Jack Nicholson. When you have two guys infiltrating the mafia, or the, the mafia, you got a bad guy trying to be a cop, you got a cop trying to be a bad guy, and they end up meeting together. It is such a twist and shock when all of a sudden the elevator door opens and they just blow Leonardo DiCaprio's head. Just boom, kill him right there. You're like, what is going on? That movie blew my mind. And then you have Mark no Wahlberg show up. Yeah. And then you have Mark Wahlberg shows up and he kills Matt Damon. That's why Michael doesn't like this movie. Anyways, uh, never seen it. Jack, Jack Nicholson is fantastic in it. The departed. One of my favorites. Love the departed. Great movie. Mm-hmm. That that last 
10, 15 minutes, everything just falls apart. And you're like, I don't even know what to think right now. (laughs) It's yeah. It's crazy. All right. right. My third pick, I'm going to go with an older movie that I believe predates even the Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. I'm going to go with Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. You watch the movie, and the whole time you think he's on another planet. At the very end, mm-hmm. he sees a Statue of Liberty in the sand, and you're like, what? And they built a whole greater movie franchise, in my opinion, off of that uh, for a prequel, which was great. Um, Planet of the Apes. Yep. That, it, yeah. it is older than Star Wars. That came out in 1968. That, that's yes. a good pick. Yeah, that that's a good pick. One of the, yeah, probably the most earliest popular. There is one earlier, and if no one brings it up, I will bring it up in my um, honorable mentions. John, you're on the board. Hello, John. I was going to take Planet of the Apes, so now I'm throwing off course here. Oh, yes, I finally got John. (laughs) That was the last one in my top four. Vengeance is mine. (laughs) That was the last one in my top four, and I was like, I'm going to get my top four. Really? You guys had it that See, I didn't even have it in my top 16. Wasn't on my list. In 1968 or whenever that came out, and that twist didn't happen. When the I know. Holocaust I, was at the height of fear and all that. Yeah, jazz. that's true. I hear you. I, I I respect the legacy of it. It just for me personally, it didn't have that effect on me. I'm gonna. You know, if that movie was never made and it came out today, that would still be a, a freaking awesome plot twist. I hear you. Oh yeah, it would. Yep. I'm going to take one that kind of blew my mind. It was a it was a film about a professional linguist who was recruited by the military to communicate with alien life forms after yep. twelve sp- strange spaceships appear around the globe. Throughout the film, the audience believes they are seeing flashbacks between the linguist and her daughter before her untimely death from an unknown disease. As the film unfolds and the linguist is unlocking the alien language, it is re- revealed the alien life forms are showing her actually her future flash forwards instead of flashbacks. And we're actually seeing that what will happen to her daughter has not happened yet because she hasn't been born. And she decides to move forward still with giving birth to her daughter. I'm taking the movie Arrival. Hmm. Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner. Um, It is a movie that had a crazy amount of critical love but on the cinema score it only it got a b minus on the cinema score it's a very smart movie so a lot of people went to it expecting like an alien movie and that's Mm -hmm. not what this is no and so audiences left that film feeling disappointed but i feel like it's gotten a lot more love as time has gone on when people realize that it's this you're not going to watch an alien movie and if that's what you were if that's what your goal was that's not what our but not only that it's not a one watch so so many of those twist ending movies they're a one watch movie this Mm -hmm. is not a one watch movie like Mm -hmm. because of the nature of the twist you have to watch it multiple times to understand the flow of what's happening with that said, I've only seen it once. <laughs> only, I think every good movie, plot twist movie, you want to rewatch it right away. Yeah, again. it's true. That's what makes them so good. You just want to be like, I gotta watch that again. What did I not see that whole time? Yep. Yeah. 
Arrival was a, it's a tough watch. It's not one that I want to sit down and watch again. There's a reason no. you watched it once, Mike, because it's a rough watch. It is. It is. It's it's not a. It, it's a good movie. Like it, yes. it holds your attention. But I think you said it best. It's a smart movie. Like you have to be very engaged. You have to. You know, I I watch movies to relax, and that is not a movie that you want to relax and watch. Yep. All right, Mike, you got back to back. All right. I'm going to go with one thriller horror, and then I'm going to go something a little bit more lighthearted. Um, overall, this movie was not great, but I appreciated the the twist and the storytelling um, within it. I liked the the backdrop of the story. I liked kind of the some of the historical cultural touches with it as well. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, the skeleton key, um, kind of an interesting twist at the end with, uh, body swapping and, and voodoo magic and I don't know. I just always thought that was a cool twist. It's a movie I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> I remember the title. I'm trying to play the, like, I'm trying to go through the Rolodex in my head. Kate and Hudson. I'm like, yeah, it's I remember the. Kate the- Hudson. The Kate I Hudson was, one when they're like in Louisiana. Was. It was Kate Hudson, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Another problem. Movie, when that mo- movie came out, my mom really loved that twist and she talked talked up highly of it. And it was a pretty good twist, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Well, and it was a little bit more unique because the what it, it was is it was a, you know, I don't want to take any credit away from, uh, from Jordan Peele, but if you look at Get Out, Skeleton Key had factors of that happening yeah. first. Um, with yeah, like kind right of there, the, actually. the body switching and stuff like that. Only that was done only the uh, subconscious. Switching. Yeah, the skeleton key was more voodoo magic versus Get Out was mm. more medical. Um, but it was just kind of a it was kind of a cool twist. And then and then you now, get, get Out made my list. You could have picked that. I would have been no. Like, hey, good, there was something cool about the skeleton key because uh, she didn't she didn't win in the end. She ended up getting right. stuck inside the body, which I thought. I thought that was pretty cool that it didn't end on a good note. Hmm. Um, so I'm going to go with that one. And then um, so many good ones and a bunch that you guys will probably dump on me for, for not picking. But um, I wanted to do one lighthearted one. Um, and that would be the um, the big reveal toward the end of crazy stupid love where everybody realized that wait you're and you're oh no (laughs) what made that one so good was you weren't expecting a twist so it wasn't like jay you need to watch this movie for the twist it was like people were like dude that's a really good movie you should watch it okay and it's a funny rom-com and i'm watching it the whole time and then all of a sudden steve carell is emma stone's dad and you're like what like what is going on and because you know that she's with ryan gosling it's like oh this is super awkward yep yep very entertaining uh uh, Empire Strikes Back, Predestination, uh, The Skeleton Key, and Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. John? Did he take your pick again, John? Is that no. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to figure out if I should You're go like, with, man, uh, 
you're like it's not usually a concern for anybody to take my picks. <laughs> I had skeleton keys. One oh one oh one. I'm really that was I'm, my one oh one. Mike, I am very very surprised you didn't take face off for plot twist. I don't think that's a plot twist though, because it kind of happens. Plot twist. It, it happens at the, the beginning. Plot, of the when movie. I looked up plot twist movies, it was on the list of plot twist movies. <laughs> I didn't see that on any I don't list. Remember. Plot twist what was a plot twist. I don't know. I didn't look. I didn't read it. But it was on the <laughs> plot twist thing. I'm just like, I'll just leave that for Mike. I'll just leave that alone. Uh. Um, this film turned the traditional traditional slasher film on its head upon its release. In 1996, a costume killer roams through Woodsboro, California, picking off helpless teens one by one. The audience believes throughout the film that Billy Loomis, the boyfriend of the main character, Sidney Prescott, is probably the killer. Toward the end of the film, the audience sees Billy get murdered by the killer, yep. only to return a couple of scenes later, revealing that he... That he and his friend Stu are both the killers. This particular shock ending of multiple people being one killer was new to the horror genre. Also, the self-awareness of the script and the mature, experienced direction of Wes Craven made this horror film into one of the new horror franchises spawning multiple sequels. Scream, the original. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember watching that when it came out in the movie theaters. That's how old I am. And... <laughs> and that was when you found out there. Well, first of all, I didn't know who it was, and then when you found out there was two, you're like, "What?" It was pretty crazy. Recap. All right, I'm really uh, torn on my last one here. Recap, so, John. Recap, John. Oh, so ahead. my four, I got. I got the Prestige, the Usual Suspects, Arrival, and Scream. Another twist about Scream is they marketed that movie with Drew Barrymore being the lead actress in yes. the movie, and then she, and then she out died. The first scene she died in the opening scene. Yep. So that was another twist, but it wasn't really a plot twist. All right, my last pick. I have two movies that I'm debating between. One I have a pretty nice story with. The other not, but it's probably a better plot twist. So, do I want to win the game or do I want to tell a story? I'll tell a story. So, way back in the day, I made a move on my soon-to-be wife. She had, and her boyfriend had broken up, and I went, she was a uh, checkout girl, and I went out through her register, and I said, I heard you and your uh, boyfriend broke up. She's like, yeah. And I said, what's your favorite kind of ice cream? And she told me, and I'm like, you want me to get your ice cream, and I'll bring a couple movies over, and we'll watch them? And one of the movies I took over there, I didn't know she didn't like scary movies, but one of the movies I took over was The Others. Oh, and yeah. And in that movie, <laughs> you, these, these, uh, this mom and her two kids who are at home while their husband is at war are haunted, and it's pretty scary the whole time. And then you find out at the end, they're the ghost, and... Uh, kind of, it was before Sixth Sense, I believe, and or was it before? No, Sixth it was after. No, it's after. after. It's so after. It's kind of a ripoff from Sixth Sense, a little bit, I guess. But uh, but the other way, <laughs> yeah. And you were you, at the end of that. You're like, whoa, but, what? It was pretty uh, freaky. Drop down, um, flip it, and reverse it. But I'll go with that one, even though it's not better than the other pick I had. But so mine are Fight Club. Seven, Planet of the Apes, and the others. So, 
I did have the others written down. It's not in my top 16, um, but I did have it written down. I remember watching that one as a kid as well. Um, and as a kid, I was pretty creeped out by some of the scenes, especially like with the little girl um, on the floor playing, you know, and turns her around and she looks all creepy. Um, but it's one of those movies, and one of the one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it was rarely does a movie be. I guess I don't want to say rarely. Let me find the words. That movie was probably not good at all. If especially, it's a very underwhelming movie. And so it turns, though, to where it goes from like a four to an eight just based on that plot twist alone. Like that plot twist totally redeems them. It makes it makes the movie make sense. And you're like, oh, my gosh, because it's it's so confusing up to that point, too. It's like, well, I don't know what's going on. And this was weird. And that's not really working. And I don't know why they're doing that. And then that plot twist happens. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this movie make I want to watch that again. Yeah. I'm going to watch that again so I can see this. And it made the movie make sense. So that's why I had wrote it down. It was going to be one of my honorable mentions. So, yeah, good. Yeah, I remember good. watching that. And, and the dad comes back from mm-hmm. war. The whole yep. the whole time he was back just made no sense. And I was so confused. I'm like, what is up with this guy? Yeah. He looks dead. He's going back and he's walking. Like, I don't, it just doesn't make any sense. It it was a movie that, yeah, like, it just, it didn't feel like it was hitting at all. And then it does hit. And, yeah. Okay, Jay. I'm on the, man, there are so many good ones to pick from. There's a lot left. There is so much left. Um, Do I want to bring up a movie that brings, like, Michael to his knees with crippling anxiety and he can't finish it? I've already fixed that. I've already fixed that. I thought you tried and you couldn't. No, I finished it. Okay. Okay. I've seen it it two more times since. Do I want to pick a movie that people talk about all the time as one of the most horrible (laughs) endings ever for a movie? Uh, Do I want to pick a movie that um, I remember watching with my brother John and being totally shocked by the reveal. Um, Or do I want to pick a movie from another really good director? Gosh, there's so many good options. pick a movie? Okay. (laughs) We're going to go with a story with John. Uh, Me and... Obviously, me and John loved watching movies. We loved getting excited for them. And I remember I was pretty excited about this movie. John was pretty excited because he always liked John Cusack. And he's like, man, I I can't... We got to watch this movie. And the whole time this movie's playing, you're like following the story. Like, man, this is crazy. They're at this hotel. There's all these people. People are dying. And you're just following along like, man, okay... And then all of a sudden, they get thrown into this, um, like, like, I don't know, like a, like a conference room or something. And they're all just, there's these random people talking to John Cusack. And you're sitting there like, what is going on? And I remember me and John even looking at each other like, what, what the heck is this? And then all of a sudden, it starts revealing that it changes from John Cusack to a completely different actor and everything is going on inside of this guy's head and he has multiple personalities. And so all of these multiple personalities are operating in his head. And one of them is a killer, 
a psychotic killer. And so now we need you to go back to the movie that you were watching, but this time knowing that these are all multiple personalities inside of someone's head and you have to figure out who the killer is. And so you're just like, all right, you jump back into the movie. They think they figure it out. And then there's another plot twist. It turns out that the psycho serial killer was the little kid. So just just like I talk about with Sinister, I don't trust kids. There's a reason. It's because of these movies. But anyways, I'll make ident- you famous again, Daddy. Identity with John Cusack, that big reveal. Mm-hmm. That was a personal huge shocker for me. And I remember it being just a big shocker with me and my brother. And we just, we loved it. We, we watched that movie uh, quite a bit on HBO when it was out. Mm-hmm. All right, recap. So that would be my four movies. Um, the Sixth Sense... Saw, The Departed, and Identity. Hmm. All right. Uh, we could probably do some eyebrow mentions if we do them real quick here. Uh, since I went first, throwing out just a couple of... The one I wanted to bring up maybe was The Mist. Yep. Such a horrible yep. ending. Jeez, <laughs> <sick>. <laughs> that ending is mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Kills terrible. all the people, gets out, and it's the military. Like, just yep. a horrible ending. Um, another fun, some more fun ones I thought of. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming, when it turned out that Michael Keaton was... Like, I did not see that twist coming, because uh, I wasn't watching it for a twist. Um, so I thought that one was pretty good. Um, and then I do want to shout out Jordan Peele. Um, his second movie, Us. I loved Us. I loved that twist ending where it turns out that they she had switched places with the tethered version of herself as a kid. And so then you realize the whole time that you were kind of cheering for the wrong one. So I liked that movie. All right. Uh, I'll go with uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, did not see the mom. I remember watching that yep. the first time. I had no idea the mom was the killer. Um uh, one that I I kind of want to pick for a fun one because the plot twist is literally thirty percent into the movie. There's a plot twist, <laughs> dusk till dawn. Yeah, yes, yeah. That yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> I remember, was... dude. I remember being a little kid. I had to have been only like eight or nine, and me and my mom were up late one night and we're watching this movie and. We're like, man, that's George Clooney. Oh, man, this is actually pretty good. I have never heard of this. And then randomly there's vampires, and we were like, what yeah, are It we becomes watching? a totally different movie out of nowhere. Because it, it, it was, it's funny, like, we, me and my mom ended up really liking that movie, but we were like, my mom was like, man, I kind of wish I could see what happened with the other part of the movie, because that part was so good, <laughs> yep. and she was so entertained, but it, yeah, it totally changes course, that's a, I didn't even think of that one, good yeah. pick. And then, uh, the other one I wanted to mention, and a lot of people haven't seen it, but man, it is so good, and it's such a good plot twist, it's the perfect getaway, it has Steve Zahn in it. Hmm. Uh, if you have never seen it, nope, I suggest. I'm so it. mad so you picked good. that one. I didn't think anybody else was. I had that. I was going to make that minor prevention. Jay, you do know that movie because you're the one that told me to watch it. I told Jay to watch it. I Why am I that. forgetting that with, this uh, movie? That's with Mila J- Jokovic too, right? Yeah, they go Stage. on a hike. I never watched it. But <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> it finally clicked. <laughs> oh, God. 
much. I do like that movie. Mike, I did tell you to watch that. Oh, yeah. this is good. I totally was like, I was, th- when you said the perfect getaway, I'm thinking of a ship, like sailing on the sea, and I, but it was the perfect storm is what yeah. my head I'm was pretty, I'm pretty sure I told <laughs> That's you to watch that, Jay. Yeah. Uh, I was literally thinking the perfect storm, and I'm like, what was that movie? What was that plot twist? But yeah, no, the perfect getaway. <laughs> yes, storm. that was. <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> that was a good movie. Good pick, yeah. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, good. Good. A lot of people haven't seen it, so I don't want to give it away. But yeah, just I won't it. give it away. John, what do you got? Uh, three twists. I got uh, Atonement. It was kind of like a just a heartbreaking, brutal type twist ending. I don't know if any of you ever watched that <sighs> movie, but it was just completely off the wall where you don't even like see it coming and you're just like crushed at the end of the movie um frail frailty with yep. bill paxton matthew McConaughey. yes that's another one i want to give a shout out to that's a very simple movie but very complex in nature it's worth multiple rewatches and then uh, a fun one would be uh, 21 jump street johnny depp's cameo <laughs> How you think okay. it's just some random thug, okay. and then all of a sudden it's yep, the original yep. character from Twenty One Jump Street? Yep, that yep. Was a, okay. That was a good twist. I was like, "What's the twist?" But okay, I get you, <clears throat> Mike. Um, I got several. You guys took some of my good ones. Um, honorable mentions would be um, uh, the Village. Um. Good ending there. Not necessarily fully predictable, but a little bit predictable. Um, but still good the way they did it. Um, Not the best movie, but at the end you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoa. Um, definitely not as wow factor, but just clever. Um, Clive Owen, Inside Man. Mm. Um, you know, uh, that was kind of a neat little ending to a, to a heist movie. Yep. And then, uh, you know, I can't get too far without, you know, picking an unpopular pick, but, um, a more recent movie in 2021, um, the little things with Denzel Washington and Jared Leto, um, kind of a cop, uh, mystery movie did not do well. Overall, the movie was not great. Um, but Denzel does have a twist at the end that does pull the movie together. That was that was pretty good. Speaking of a twist, I forgot all about the Book of Eli. Man, that was a twist. At the oh end. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He's yeah. blind. What? Oh yeah, that I forgot was about fantastic. that. You, that yeah, but that's twist. that movie you rewatch and you're like, nah, what happened? <laughs> no, no, I rewatched it. No, I that was one I rewatched and I'm like, oh my gosh, he is blind like the whole time. Oh like the whole time he does things that like a blind person would do. Like so, when you rewatch yeah, it, people like, just keep like headshots. <laughs> no, like they they actually make it obvious throughout the movie. I actually enjoyed rewatching that. Sure, I, they we, do. I can't. You said the village, and I can't let us get away with not saying M Night's other big tw- twist movie as Unbreakable, where Mister Glass turns out yep. to be yeah, Lady in the Water. And then Christopher Nolan's other one that we have to mention is Memento. And if you now, haven't seen Memento, I'm glad you mentioned that because I just watched that today. Somebody told me you got you got to watch that. It's one of the best ones. I knew what I, I within 10, 15 minutes of the movie, I already figured it out. Like, really? Yeah. I feel like you figured it out because I've told you about it. I've never seen it before. 
Whether you've seen it or not, you knew about the twist. No, I didn't. I had no idea what the movie was even about. Did you not like the, problem, the movie? The problem is you know oh, you're looking okay. for a good. twist. That's yeah. the problem. You're yeah, watching the movie maybe. and you know you're looking for a twist. Like and you were watching yeah, the movie like and you know you're looking up. for that. I also feel like that movie was set up for a twist because it was you really were kind of in the mystery with him the whole time, not knowing what was going on, so you're trying to figure it out the whole time too. That is true. I did not see the part coming where it turns out he was Sammy Jenkins, the person he was talking about the whole time. And then it turns out that he's been sabotaging himself. So you're like, so he's the good guy, but yet the bad guy, but he doesn't know he's the bad guy. Like, that's a deep, complex movie. Yeah, it was. I really liked Memento. That's all we got for today. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.